everybody, it's Jack Mitchell again, SPO Perspectives, and I must say, I can't believe that this is now my 20th episode, um, and this podcast, like any other, is, is going to be so great. I mean, what I can say about this podcast is that the whole reason why I did this um, podcast launch this year is I wanted different perspectives, so I've had perspectives from you know, SBOs all across the state, even SBOs out of state. Um, and then now I'm kind of like switching to like this, the SBO supporter system. Um, and um, this individual, I have to say that um, I highly revere. Um, you know, I met him back in 2012 um, when I signed up for CW Post, um, Long Island University, uh, their SDBL program. Um, and actually I spoke to him over the phone briefly, um, but meeting him, it just was one of those things that he really gave me a sense like, you know, he knew the program well, knew it'd be a fit and was there to just watch me grow and build. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to really give him an introduction. I'm going to allow him to give himself uh, the opportunity to to you know talk about himself and you know he's in his fifty first year education that kind of thing. So um, having said that, I'd like to introduce Dr. Arnold Dodge. How you doing? Great, great, uh, Jack. It's so good to be with you and having this conversation. Um, and I uh, I have such great memories of you as well coming into the program and. And having you be successful throughout, and uh, and I think more than anything else, uh, I remember your sincerity, just you know your kind of commitment in in a real um, you know kind of a scholastic orientation, but also seeing yourself as somebody who could do something out in a larger environment. And I know that you've been very successful, so uh, it's uh, it's it's great to be with you. And um, if you uh, you know, I, I'm I'm open to questions. So you know you. Yeah, well, I'm I'm gonna get into. First of all, I know they call you Arnie sometimes. They call you Dr. D. Um, just so folks know, um, this is the chairperson of the entire um, ed, you know, administrative department, um, Long Island University, um, and I would say he's been, you know, not just churning out SBOs, but administrators uh, across, you know, Long Island the state for for quite some time. Um, but just just let folks know out there, I guess. Your background, and, you know, your, your, your spill of, of, you know, what you've been through and you what you experienced in your career. Sure, I'd be happy to. Yes, this is my 51st year. It's hard for me to believe in education. Wow. And I uh, I actually have had jobs in both Nassau and Suffolk. And just just briefly, and, and I think maybe parenthetically as I go through it, I'll talk about my relationship to, to school business officials. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out in 1970 in the Three Village Schools, a wonderful school district. Um, I went to Stony Brook, and then I got my student teaching job in Three Village, and then I was a, a, a English teacher there for seven or eight years, loving it, really having nothing to do with SBOs, okay? Mm-hmm. But then I became the vice president of the union, and that's where my interaction with the SBO started. Because I was, um, you know, I, I was tough. <laughs> And he was tough, mm-hmm. and I would sit at the table, and you know, I'd say, oh, "No, we deserve so much more." And he'd say, "Yeah, but we don't have it." And I really learned to negotiate. <laughs> and I had, thankfully, a person with integrity that I dealt with there, 
and we went back and forth and back and forth and you know as you play some games and so forth but I think we had a friendship and, and a mutuality that got us through difficult periods well then um, I decided to become an administrator and mm -hmm. I did and I became a head of a department chair of English department in that school district then I became an assistant principal at the high school then I became a principal and just quickly each step of the, the way there I also had to deal with money issues and and via the principal mostly okay because the principal would sit with the, the sbo mm -hmm. and then sometimes i get invited to those meetings and i talk about materials that i would need i talk about field trips the kids wanted to go on yep. and so forth and i sat with the sbo but i was told and this is clear mm -hmm. that i was kind of you know a second tier there i wasn't told in a demeaning way but when conversation started it would be the superintendent assistant superintendent correct and then uh, maybe the HR person was there and the SBO, and they would have the conversation. And from us, meaning the principals at that point, we would give input, okay? We were not to make any demands. We were not to say give input. And okay. then we would, they, they'd come back and deliver, you know, whatever it is they thought was reasonable given our, uh, you know, what we requested. Then I became a central office person. I became a curriculum director, assistant superintendent. And then I was at that, at that higher tier. And then I remember meeting with the SBOs. And at that point, because I was a K-12 curriculum person, I felt that I had to make my, my case. And I made it firmly. And again, I would have good fortune to have had people integrity all the way, back and forth and back and forth. And then the soup would, would, would listen to the conversation and say, well, listen, here's the money we have. This tax season is not going to be pretty. The, the community is going to get upset. But if you really need that professional development in the summer because you think it'd be good for your primary kids, mm -hmm. all right, let's try to get it. And then the SBO would follow the superintendent's lead after I made my case. And then finally, I became a superintendent myself. Yeah. And as superintendent, um, I'm going to, to tell, um, I'm going to out myself here. <laughs> okay. I, ne I never was really good at the numbers. I was good, I think, people mm -hmm. told me, at getting instructional stuff and making my, my case clear. But now mm -hmm. I was the soup, and the board would say to me, well, what do you think of the, um, the bond issue? Do you think we can, uh, and we did a big bond issue. I'd say, yes, I have, but you know what, let me, and you know what I do? I'd run down to the SBL office. Mm -hmm. I said, what, what, should I, what should I tell them? What should I tell them? And then, again, working with a fine person, she said, okay, here's what you want to do. Explain it this way. And I go back, and please forgive me, folks. I pretended that I knew what I was talking about. Yeah. And then the, 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 the board would say, okay, okay, now bring in your assistant soup. She would come in, and she supported, and then the two of us became a team. Now, mm -hmm. over the years I was superintendent, I became more familiar with the nomenclature. Yep. I got a sense of, okay, here's where we're headed here. Mm -hmm. Each year we had a big issue, and I was always involved with the politics of the, the, the vote. I had to be. But with my business manager, we formed a team, and I will say that's the most important conceptual basis for success at the central office with the SBO. It has to be a team. Yes. And as long as you're a team and you get your curriculum person in there, you get your HR person in there, you sit down and you make decisions together. But I always knew that that SBO person, I had to get the green light from her in order to do the work because mm -hmm. we weren't going anywhere unless we had the money. Yeah, you know, you, you strike some really interesting points. And I tell folks this, and I guess in our world, SBO world, we know the importance of relationship, how the superintendent, right, and the SBO should be in lockstep. So what you just spoke upon is really what 
um, what we do know. You didn't out yourself. I mean, because I can tell you that um, you know, superintendents, you know, they have a broader scale, so the numbers is not their focus. But you know, they will learn it over time. Um, you know, and nowadays right. they do have classes and things like that to to kind of train superintendents. But but what you're saying is is is, is still you know the case most times that you know. Um, that this, the SPO function is really vital as far as helping to to not just do those functionings, but to get across this message um, through the superintendent to the board, uh, ultimately. So um, that's interesting right. stuff. And I'm, I'm thinking of a moment when my special education director, when I was first superintendent, mm-hmm. came to me and she said, you know what, we have, you know, out, out of... Uh, outside placements, okay, the kids with some severe disabilities, they had to be placed in another center, uh, you know, residential center, and she showed me how much money it costs, (laughs) and I went into the SBO, and and my my eyes were bugging out of my head, I said, what are we going to (laughs) do, and and because the special education director and I made the case, Mm -hmm. the SBO said, listen, I think there's a way for us to do this. I think we've got some money, you know, in certain in certain areas that we can use, but we got to go to the board. We got to get the okay. And I was so proud of us because the three of us made the case that these four kids absolutely needed this. And and to to this day, I'm proud of that because we got the, the, the these kids needed the support. We found mm-hmm. it through the through the the, the the concerted effort of the three of us. Um, but you know, sometimes you get loaded with with a, a, a demand, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know you have to find your, your SBO and say, "How are we going to do this?" You know, and always, always. So what, what I'm saying about the, the, the responsibility that that we have um, as a team of school business official and the, the uh, curriculum person and myself as superintendent, of course, the board's always in the background. I mean, they're they're in the background. They're, So, you know, I had obviously a couple of questions here and I wanted to ask you and kind of I'll get into some of the questions now. Um, you know, and actually some of the stuff you just hit upon, I can say that when I'm thinking about my podcast and what I'm doing, like I have, I do a list. And so folks may not know this, um, just a little background. I basically just say, okay, here are folks I know. In this space, they might be really good for this topic. I have the topics. I match them up. I reach out. Um, and because I think about the perspectives. But what you just touched upon is maybe I'm going to probably do a podcast with my, my former superintendent, which I knew you knew very well, uh, Dr. Edward Fell, because this way, a perspective of what it was like working 
with me at SBL would be a different, you know, synergy, a different dynamic, um, yeah. if you will. So I think that's something. Stuff just pops up, and so I just thought about it. But anyway, so yeah, for so for you, Dr. Dodge, what what has it been like? I guess producing so many SPOs, you know, that are working on Long Island right now and across the state. What what has that right. been meant for you? Well, that's been so exciting because what, I I'm very proud of the program we have at Post um, because what we do is we blend the curriculum and instruction um, with our SBLSDL people, okay, and our SDBLs. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we have approximately a, a program approximately two years long. Um, and it, when we have our coursework seated together next to one another are people who want to be SBLs and people who want to be principals and people who want to be curriculum directors. So we're having conversations together uh, from the beginning where we're using the same vocabulary, we're looking at the same emphases, and it's been so successful. So, for example, they'll, we'll, we'll, we'll sit together uh, as a group, a uh, combined group, and we'll talk about educational theoretical, theoretical leadership principles okay. because everybody in the room has to know that. So we share ideas about, you know, from different offices in a, in a school environment, how would you handle decision-making? What do you do about change? How do you handle employee morale? So we discuss that together, and then we do a data management class together. And, of course, then the strengths come out of each person, and then the people who are principle-oriented um, will listen to the business people, and then the business people will listen and talk about, oh, this is how we manage data when we want to go for a board meeting on a bond issue. So we, we kind of simulate that, but they're in the same room again. Again, I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Then we do district administration, which is how to, um, the oversight of multiple buildings. We do school finance together. We do school law together. Again, mm-hmm. the blend is fabulous. But here's the, the emphasis that we have for the school business people. We have a 400-hour internship. They have to have 400 hours in a business office yes. under the tutelage and mentorship of a business. The mm-hmm. other group has the principals and the, and the, mm-hmm. um, uh, the instructional people as their mentors. So there's a big dividing line. And the, SD, the SDBLs have to take two business courses, school business office and school business administration. That's their concentration. At the same time, in, in, in a room down the hall, the, uh, the uh, curriculum people are taking curriculum for uh, um, administrators and supervision of staff. So I think by the time we're finished, we've got a real nice blend of people who have had these discussions together, and I think that they're both ready to go their separate ways. So we've been very successful, and we've had uh, SDBLs all over Long Island yeah. doing fabulous things. I'm and one of them, I can tell you. It's yeah, good. And, you're, and, you're, <laughs> and you're one of them, and it's so great to hear how successful so many of them have been. And you know, some of them have gone on to become superintendents. Yes. And um, so, you know, I, I feel I don't want to be condescending or patronizing, but I feel so proud of people like you. Thank you. know, you. I Thank feel you. like you were my you were my student, and now look who you are. You're famous, you know. So uh, it's Thank really you. been a beautiful experience. And, and working with the SDBLs has helped me so much to mm-hmm. understand, okay, the numbers better, to understand how you, 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 you know, the, the concentrated effort that has to go in to being um, the business officer, you know, and going back and forth because what I would uh, often um, be the mentor in the school district mm-hmm. for an SDBL and work with the superintendent as we were working together to mentor a, an SDBL person. And I learned so much there and because there was such an open dialogue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, you know, speaking of dialogue, and you know, I remember all this, and I thought that was a great experience. Um, 
like you said, just having that mix because now it's organic, right? You're building up. You're able to talk to the folks on the curriculum side. You're able to, and I know you you even recommended. You said, listen, um, I remember I went and got the masters, and I went and got also the SDL, right? Uh, and because having you said having that, you can go ahead and be, you know anybody in the central office you know and, and you know right. you can expand of course become superintendent so i'm glad you, you, you told me that and i get to that internship but I, I have to say something real quick that um all the guidance i remember like so you actually teach the courses too sometimes right there's a component you took and i was looking forward to that after talking to you um what you did i can tell you to this day still sticks out as being very special um you actually had people come in and there was right. one person that came in i don't know if you remember this but um his name was john o'keefe and he, <laughs> and he did the program the year before me and so here's why i'm gonna tell you why that was so powerful and i thought about this so he got a job pretty much like right away so everybody who's at sbl when they were trying to become get this dbl right is saying to himself all right well the goal is to get a job but you don't really know what it's like. You just know you're learning, right? And then right. You, there's another component. You got to go ahead out and, and build your brand, your name, network, and get, in, get into a district, which is not an easy thing to do. I've talked about it on other podcasts. But you brought him in, and he was so open and giving, and that, that meant that's what I want to do, right? And he talked about how he got it, and to this day, John and I were great. I'm probably going to have him on one day. But, you know, he, he's moved up. He's doing really big things. And... Um, you know, I'll never forget that. And I, I can say that um, you did those kind of things. I remember you also said something to the fact like um, you were the person said, you know, you used to go uh, before an interview in a district, you would go scope out the town, right? You know, um, go sit on a board meeting, something like that. And that's stuff that I never even thought about, um, you know, that was also very, very powerful. And he also said, this is the funniest thing, though, but, but my, my old suit doesn't agree with this. <laughs> you said, make sure you don't get a fancy car. <laughs> to, drive, to drive like a Yugo or something like that. And that was the funniest thing. But my yeah, soup says that as an example to the youth, show them that, look, you can work hard and be successful at something and enjoy something like that, right? And so, I mean, it's a different kind of spin. But, yeah, those are the things I remember. That I thought. There was so many, and we had a lot of good conversations, too. So, um, Yeah, yeah, and then John O'Keefe is, uh, you know, there's a pantheon of people, you know, Jack Mitchell, John O'Keefe, and a whole bunch of other SDBL folks who I will never forget. And I'm to this day, I'm in touch with John, um, and he has he's done some marvelous work in very very large oh, districts. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And and, uh, and I did just a quick comment about yeah. Sure. I, what, what I would do before I would get a job is not only would I scope out the school, mm-hmm. I would walk the streets of the. I would walk the streets of the community. Yep. And I would go into into the local stores and sit and have a burger and a McDonald's and listen. <laughs> nice. And, I love and, and what it. I would and then what I would try to do is really get a flavor of the community, literally a flavor in McDonald's, but just listening uh-huh. and then walk in the streets and seeing what the neighborhoods are like. And then you know what? I would use that. I'd say to the the people who are interviewing me, the board, I just walked your lovely streets. You know those couple in back. You know, near near the shopping area. Oh, they're so magnificent. They have one half, and I could see them going, "Wow, 
mm-hmm. this person really already cares about our place. So I, mm-hmm. I highly recommend that. Yes. You know, and uh, you know, there, there are ways to ingratiate yourself even before you get into a job, and just mm-hmm. to be smart about it, and also to be honest about it, and uh, and 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 spill the beans and say, hey, listen, you know. Um, I'm yeah, and I'm just going to talk about the car for a second. I had one school district where the, one of my assistants had a Mercedes, okay. and we parked and we parked our cars right in front of the school. That's where mm. they could park. Mm-hmm. And I did get comments from people, and maybe it's a it, it, maybe it's a too much of a knee jerk response. But I said after that, I didn't tell her this, but anybody else, I said I would hire people. To say, what kind of car do you have? <laughs> so that's funny. anyway. No, that's that's it. It's okay. That was not a make or break uh, answer there, but I was just curious. Yeah, no, it's fine. Interesting stuff there. Wow, Uh, I'm glad we got this podcast. It's great stuff coming out. And what's funny is that I I probably can't even think the last time I saw you, I think it was by chance on an order come out. But before then, I probably haven't spoken to you in years. You know, um, since you know, and then I remember 2013, you were you you gave me the SDBO award. Uh, you know, of the year, yeah. um, and that, that was a great, great feeling going and posting, coming on stage and stuff like that. But um, you know, good, good memories to never forget. So, um, you know, my my next question, I wanted to see just from your perspective. Um, you know, throughout all your years, have you found any distinction in the folks who gained the SDBL versus you know the other other administrators if you've gone through the program, you know, to get the SDL or SBL? Now, when you say distinction, what, 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 what? Like, just the qualities. Like, or or, um, or anything you notice that kind of, like, maybe sets them apart. I, yeah, if there yeah, is. There may not be. Sure. Maybe. Sure. And I'm not going to do it in terms of value to a school district, but I'm going to do it in, di- in these terms because it just triggers, for me, something that I think is, is fairly accurate. When SDBL people come in, mm-hmm. they do not have to have any school background. I have had people who have been vice presidents, I, I'm thinking of one right now, vice presidents of large organizations mm. who've come to me and said, I can't do this business stuff anymore. All right, this profit motive thing is killing me. I think I'd like to, and then they they went through our system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had att- attorneys, all right, who said, okay, can I you know, think about this? Because I don't know if I want to do this. I want to be with kids. And I said, listen, let me tell you something. You go to knock on a door and you say, I have my SDBL. And by the way, I'm an attorney. Are you going to get hired on the spot? Because people are going to say, hey, there's two for one. You yep. know? And then, and then other people who have come in and really own, you know, like a storefront. All right? And said, you know, I think I could. So I have had the most interesting group of people coming in wanting to be business people in a school district for various reasons. Not the least of which is I want to work with kids. I want to make a difference. I have some acumen in business. I think I can bring mm-hmm. it into schools. And uh, so I would say if there's any distinction at all, it's those people coming from private industry and, and other backgrounds coming in. And I will tell you, that admixture of having them come in with a different paradigm of work, it, it just adds to the mix beautifully. Uh, nice. So yeah, I, I, I really, um, I, I've always appreciated that. Yeah, I, you know, and I actually... I think we had a conversation like that because, um, you know, I had about a decade or so on Wall Street, and then and then I also was in a classroom prior, you know, teaching high school math, and folks don't even know. And I think that you told me it was the perfect marriage. When we had the conversation, you really 
get had the mindset for me to start believing in that. And I think that's probably that's probably how this conversation is now. And like, you know, what do you bring to the table? The business person does bring a different element and having those business experiences outside, even corporate, I think helps you manage even more effectively. Um, within the school environment. Yeah. There's no question. I mean, because what happens is, like anything else, because you don't have an out, outside uh, voice, mm-hmm. you, you, if you're only, pardon the expression, only an educator and you're in, in the room, you know, you, you don't have anybody peeking in and saying, folks, could you just stop for a second? Because you only know your own language. And then this business right. person comes to the outside and says, could we think about it differently? And that is a great, yes. it, 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 that yes. is a great ingredient yes. um, in a team that mm-hmm. they got moving forward. So, yeah. No, yep, yep. Great. I know. I know we're doing a little bit more time, but this is really good. I appreciate it, and um, I'm just no, gonna ask no, a couple no. more questions. I, I'm enjoying it. I, I, I'm enjoying it. Certainly. Go ahead. What do you What do you think makes the uh, well? Actually, I kind of know this question because you just kind of maybe hit on that. So I don't really have to talk about this. Right. I was gonna say about making a post program special. You kind of hit on how you know you have everyone integrated, right? You have both sides. The you know yeah. the straight curriculum and instruction with the business um, working together. So I think that's probably um, the best answer there. But what what do you see um, in the future of making SBOs? Because I know right now it's been it's been it's, it's been tricky navigating the health crisis. Even before we started talking in, in, in this podcast, you know, we talked for a few minutes prior to, to us beginning the recording. You know, you were telling me how you know you teach virtually and things like that. Um, what do you see as the future? And I guess maybe two questions here. How you been navigating this health crisis, and then what do you see for the future of SBOs? Right. So right now, we can do it virtual. Um, because, Jack, you remember, we, we are hosted by school districts. So we are, we are hosted by school districts in throughout, throughout both counties and sometimes even New York City. Mm-hmm. So we have been very respectful of, you know, of, of school districts and said, no, 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 we're going to go virtual regardless of what the university uh, has said about their issues because they, they have their own you know, set of environmental issues. Mm-hmm. So I've been, for the last year and a half, I want to say maybe a year, fully virtual, and it, it is it's breaking my heart because having taught for the decades that I did, I like three-dimensional teaching. I like yeah. to walk around the room. I like people, you know, nonverbal behavior is, is critical to understanding, you know, you know, students, understanding each other. So we're going to go off virtual soon, and we're going to be back in person, and I'm hoping no later than September, and that will be make all the difference in the world. But I will say we have put together a really beautiful virtual program. There's all kinds of things that we do anyway, mm-hmm. um, having them have experiences, then come back and reporting. And then, you know, we, we've been using Zoom and all of its features. Um, again, not nearly the same as in person, but I think our students are, are giving us feedback. Thanks very much for being, you know, careful with us. Now, going forward, um, I'm going to assume we're going to be in person. Um, we're going to get back to all kinds of energetic things that we're going to do. I mean, I take students on field trips. Like, we'll walk around a building together. Um, you know, we'll, we'll look, of course, with permission of the principal, mm-hmm. we'll look at things and say, well, you know, what's going on here? Look at this hallway, you know, what are we saying here? Mm-hmm. Um, I ask them to go out in the world and then look at and then let's just talk to SDL. I'll ask them to go to a construction site, be very careful, of a school district mm-hmm. where there's bond issuing. And I, I guess in those cases, I actually make a phone call first and say, and I have done that, we're going to have some, you know, students, and mm-hmm. just look at the construction and say, what's going on here? That's good. Is in charge there. What's happening here? And then they come back and report. This is 
then I do a lot of historical stuff also um, about SDBLs, you know, like, you know, this one of the schools I worked in, you know, was built, you know, uh, during the, the, you know, the monies that came out of World War Two and during, I'm skipping my, my memory here, but, you know, and where does money from school building come from? And then I also talk a lot about calculating based on population. So that if a school district is declining in population, what do you do with a school? Mm, you know, that, yeah. that's going to be empty. What do you have? You know, and all the politics surrounding that, the challenge for that. Yep. So we do a lot. Of, we do a lot of you know, kind of in the environment. That's great. Yeah, because it, it takes it takes it makes that's the best learning experience, right? Because you know you can learn so only so much from a book, right? Um, hearing experiences and actually being out there in the field and, and feeling them will help that now instill in you when it comes time for the real situations and you're in the seat. So um, oh, it's really great. That's why the post program. I mean, to this day, I'll always um, be thankful and grateful for my um, experience there. So Let me tell you one more story. Sure. We have uh, we have a, a bond issue. Okay, now I get very close to the architect one way because you have to. And my uh -huh. SDO and the architect and I were talking about a team. Everything we would do, we would do. We would we watch over carefully, and we would we would walk through the system. So here's something. It's a little bit off putting because you understand why in a moment. We're on the second floor of the high school, and we're building this wing. I mean, the stuff that we talked about, folks listening out there, it doesn't even have to apply to anybody, um, even our field, but just it's the practicality of things. And so um, I, I, I appreciate this. Uh, so I'm going to wrap things up here. Um, and as I as I go, I want to tell you, when out there, all my fellow national peers, um, good luck with your budget vote Tuesday night. Um, obviously, it's a big time. We've got funds coming in. But um, at the same time, 
you know, this is still, we're still navigating the health crisis, right? Um, we haven't really got out of it all the way, but I want to just wish everyone good luck with their budgets. And uh, also, I am um, running again for the board of directors, ASPO New York, uh, another two-year term. And so um, that voter opens up Monday as well for two weeks. So having said that, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, again, Jack Mitchell, SPO Perspectives, and I'll see you next week.